George Harrison's opening up for us. Yeah, yeah, keep me free from birth. Ladies and gentlemen, winter is here and spring is on the way. From this perspective of optimism, I offer you a spontaneously created Rob Freed poem called May We that encompasses all we've been talking about on Band Central Radio this year. May We. May we inspire kindness, joy, and balance so that all can hear it. May we enter stillness and find our connection in the one spirit. May we be champions of Mother Earth as caretakers in all that we do. May we be grateful for all that we have, especially when things seem blue. May we lean on music to soothe our soul. May we lose ourselves in the flood of music and band together to help others be whole. I am grateful to be part of this incredible music and charity community we have here in Connecticut, and I want to extend my heartfelt thanks and, and good wishes for 2022 to our dedicated musicians, our wonderful nonprofits, WPKN, and my incredible team of Andy Cadison, Paula Murphy, and Audrey Neforis. We've done our best to support the nonprofits and musicians that we care about. And Band Central will continue to be defined not by what we or others say, not by awards that we win, but by what we do. Ultimately, our achievements will fade away, which is why the point of our lives is not to just become famous or produce lasting work. When you really get down to it, we're all just doing the best we can. At this moment, my best is going to getting these words right <laughs> so I can connect with you through the coincidence that at this moment of mine is coinciding with a moment in your life when you are listening to the best radio station in the world, WPKN. And that brings a smile to my face as it's the connections to those around us and the world around us that ultimately defines us. I'm Rob Freed, and welcome to Band Central Radio, where we broadcast from 12 to 1, the fourth Monday of every month on WPKN, and on your audio device of choice, anytime you want to listen via WPKN Podcasts on the Podcasts app. So this is a show where we reach into the nonprofit community. Executive directors get to come on, talk about their mission. Local musicians get to come on and talk about their music and the local scene. We call it philanthropy, and it's where philanthropy meets fun and music. What could be better than that? We got a great show over the next 55 minutes with guitarist Tim DeHuff here in the studio. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Dan. All right, yeah, Tim's going to give us an interview, and we're going to perform a song. We also have Lorraine Gibbons from the Cardinal Sheehan Center and McGivney Center, who will be joining us later in the show. We also have General Manager of WPKN, Steve DiCostanzo, here in the studio. Hey, Steve. Hey, Rob, hey. how are you doing? Good, good. Along with uh, Paula Murphy, our Director of Operations for Band Central. Hey, Paula. Hello. All right. Hey, Steve. So Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Good, good. So this is our first time uh, broadcasting in this new space. I know. It's exciting, right? And it is gorgeous. Um, what are some of the new features of the studio here that are going to improve the experience for WPKN fans? Well, first of all, like we're, we're broadcasting in this, from our studio, which is going to be uh, equipped with some video and some live streaming. And that's going to be very exciting. It's going to be, uh, you know, an add-on to audio uh, content. We're also going to be able to have video content. And we have um, basically multiple sites. We have this studio that's going to be equipped with some fixed cameras, but we're also going to have two cameras on tripods that are going to be able to work within the different studios. So even in the, in the community space out front, uh, we can have some video taping as well. So. so if you're a local musician listening to this, this is kind of exciting news because 
whether, you know, you might be performing at the Bijou that evening, but during right after your sound check, we can bring you up here to WPKN and do a live stream interview right in this cool little space. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Also for the nonprofits, we'll be able to use the space for some live streaming to create content for their websites and their board members. Um, another question, you know, here we are on the 24th uh, Monday and next week starts Black History Month. Yeah. And I, you know, tell us about the ways that WPKN is bringing that into focus. Well, you know, we uh, were able to get a grant, uh, a, a COVID relief grant. And so we are actually, uh, the grant is specifically for Black History Month and also for Hispanic Heritage Month. So we have lots of really interesting programming coming up uh, during the entire month. We're going to be having uh, um, 50, um, uh, 50 shows uh, films, some music, interviews, speeches. We're going to be kicking things off uh, Friday, February 4th with um, a really wonderful event that's put together by Michael Dunham, one of our programmers, called Bridgeport This Is Us. Michael has uh, selected some of the uh, best artists, musicians. I saw I saw the list and a yeah. couple of uh, couple of my faves. Darian Cunning is going to be at that one and, uh, and the bassist extraordinaire Steve Clark. Steve Clark and uh, it's going to be a wonderful event. In fact, we're going to be, it's kind of a triple threat in the sense that there's it's live, live in the studio at the Bijou Theater. Uh, it's also going to be broadcast live on WPKN at 89.5 FM and streamed. And we're also going to be doing a video live stream for those of uh, you who can't really come down uh, to see it live or hear it on the on the radio. So lots of three different ways you can uh, hear that concert. We're also going to be doing uh, some support for Funk Night at the Bijou, which is uh, February 19th with uh, three bands, What Up Funk, Anthem, and La Mix. And uh, that's uh, exciting. We're also doing an event at the Unitarian Church. Uh, we're helping to support that uh, their efforts in Westport for another Black History event. But we're really focusing... Uh, our content uh, on on Bridgeport, uh, we're going to have a, a billboard up on 95. We're doing some things to really promote uh, uh, Black History Month awareness and also, um, you know, being downtown is a game changer for us. So we really love being here and it's, uh, uh, it's setting up nicely for our kickoff on February 1st with Black History Month. Yeah, that's, boy, that, that is great. And I hope, uh, I hope listeners will, Check out the WPKN.org website because there's a really good layout that uh, Joseph Chelly's put together of all the all the things going on yeah. for and the there month. Is a, there is a lot going on right now. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And uh, also thanks, thanks Joseph, and thank you, Wendy Flanagan. Uh, it, it, there is a lot of information. You can go to WPKN.org slash BHM, which puts you right to the Black History Month uh, offering. So a lot of the programmers here... You know, every year they, they kind of gear up, and we're going to have some special DJs, special guests, lots of uh, focus shows on everything from, uh, you know, uh, blues and uh, Afro, you know, African music, uh, uh, poetry, etc. So it's, uh, it's going to be a very, very full month of, uh, of content here at WPKM. All right. Fantastic. And with that, let's take a short break, and we're going to listen to Sneaky, which is a song by our next guest, Tim DeHuff. We'll be right back.
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, that was uh, that was just ripping, boy. That was uh, Tim DeHuff, a song called "Sneaky" from his uh, record called "Big Water Little Boat." We're going to ask Tim a little bit about the sneaky backstory in a minute. But first, let me take a minute on Band Central. Band Central believes that when people experience music, especially when performed to benefit good causes, their lives become more enjoyable, and they feel a strong itch. Itch, itch, Tim. Itch. Did you hear that? Good. Yes, no, mm-hmm. strong urge to give generously. They or an also, itch. They also feel an itch. I, I feel it right now. And it's a wonderful thing, you know, that we can lose ourselves so completely in the flood of music, which really moves our consciousness up into a desire to share that joy and do good. So at Band Central, we do this by presenting themed concerts that allow audiences to help local nonprofits. In 2021, we helped raise about $450,000, and we have a foundation. It's called the Band Central Fund, where we gave grants of $62,000, and we received money into the fund of $113,000 as donations. And during the year, we're proud to say that we paid our musicians $25,000. So that brings our total raised for nonprofits since we started to $4.7 million. That is an impressive, mm. impressive number. feel very proud about that. Well, thank you, Paolo. We've been hard at it. And also in 21, we received a humanitarian award. I'm, I was honored to be, be the 2021 recipient of the Moffley Media Light of Fire Award for our support of nonprofits. So I, I heart, heartfully thank, heartfully thank our band central team of Andy Caddis and Paula Murphy, who's here in the studio, and Audrey Fortnaforis for their love and hard work. And, and I heartfully thank you, Rob. It is truly Wonderful to be part of this team, and I'm so proud that you've given me the opportunity to be here. So thank you. Oh, thanks. We're having some fun, and you know, moving into 2022, we're going to embrace the unknowns, but we're ready to continue to help local nonprofits and musicians thrive. Stay tuned for more information on our spring and summer tour schedule, as well as releases on my label, Listening Palace Records. You can visit experiencebandcentral.com for a playlist of today's show to sign up for our monthly newsletter update, our tour dates, and to follow us on Facebook at Experience Band Central. I would just love you to log in and take a look at our 2021 year in review video and our 2021 impact report that highlights all that Band Central uh, and supporters like you made possible in 2021. It is now with great pleasure... That I introduce and reintroduce Tim DeHuff. Uh, Let me start with a little background um, for people. Tim's love of the guitar started at age nine in 1964 when America watched the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And within a few short months, he had his first guitar and shortly after that joined his first bands. His intensive studies of guitar started at age 16 with jazz great Link Chamberlain. And that prepared him to really begin to play. In addition to recording and performing, he has an active teaching practice here in Fairfield County, which we'll tell you about. In the course of his career, he's had the pleasure of playing with well-respected musicians, according George Duke, Alphonse Muzan, and Johnny Winter. His first real gig came when he moved out to L.A. when he was 20, and he was touring with The Main Ingredient, and they performed at venues like Shea Stadium and the L.A. Forum, big places. And this led to him meeting and recording with drummer extraordinaire Alphonse Moussant, Muzan. And at that session, Tim was honored... Imagine this. He's sitting next to Lee Rettenauer, Dave Grusin, Dave Benoit, and George Duke. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> and, you know, so after that, he moved back east. He moved to Trumbull, and he began recording and doing soundtrack work and performing and teaching. So I've known Tim for a long time. Uh, I actually studied with him when he was 24 and I was, uh, you know, uh, 18 or 19. And I've had the pleasure of having Tim perform at a number of our Band Central shows. And it's always such a blast to perform with him because he really excels at different genres. You know, you just heard a piece of him playing jazz, but he brings he brings it to all these different genres, a lot of energy and a lot of excitement to our stage. Welcome, Timmy. Thank you, Rob. 
Tim, let's start off. Why why did you choose guitar? Uh, like a lot of people my age, from the Beatles. And as soon as I saw them, I knew I wanted to play. And it was the guitar. It was the fascination with the cables coming out of the input jack into the amps. It was a whole fascination thing. So you weren't fascinated with Ringo? <laughs> I like Ringo. <laughs> but it was the guitars. Okay. The and instrument. The instrument, yeah. The instrument. And when you, when you first... Uh, when you were starting out, what would you say your, you know, other than the Beatles, were your musical influences? Well, the British Invasion, and by sixth grade, like in 1966, a family friend gave me a West Montgomery album, Boss Guitar. So that's the same year Sgt. Pepper came out, I think, or one of the Beatles albums. So it was that, and then so I equally liked the West stuff, although my friends didn't seem to like it because it sounded kind of like what their parents would listen to or something like that. But I always loved the sound of West Montgomery. It's sort of true that the Beatles steamrolled other things that were happening at the time. Yeah. You know, like 1964 was the year Girl from Ipanema you know oh, the whole boss the whole bossa nova movie yes. and if it wasn't for the beatles i think that that might have taken over the world in a in a whole different mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. you know um you know i mentioned in the intro that you you studied with link chamberlain now i know several other musicians in the area guitarists that studied with link and i'm i'm kind of curious for you to describe a little bit about the impact that that had on you, and, and you could also phrase it from the perspective of what do you observe about players who studied with Link? Well, back then, it seemed like we'd either go to Link Chamberlain or Sal Salvador, who taught at UB. And they were a very different approach. I, from what I know, Sal was very disciplined, how you hold the pick and, and where your positions are on the neck. Link didn't really do that. He kind of left it up to you to find your sound and pick up your technique. So it was more conceptual with Link. So he, when I, after Jimi Hendrix died is when I started looking into jazz more seriously because hmm. he was my favorite. And uh, I, I couldn't get really started how to play over chord changes. So he turned me on to that a bit at a time. So he was quite a mentor to me. There, there's something I hear about the way Link students play through jazz changes. Um, is it just me, or it, can you comment on that? I, I, I know I, I know this is a little bit inside baseball. I'm asking you a musician's question, but I'm really kind of curious to hear. You know, maybe I'm asking a question that doesn't have a good answer. But <laughs> is there something about that was special about how the the lens that he taught you to approach things with? Well, we just spend a lot of time on one concept at a time, and we'd play on it for 35, 40 minutes. So that was really good for me because I need a lot of repetition to really absorb something and be able to have it part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, he was like a mentor to me. My dad had died not too many years before, and so I would take a couple lessons a week with him, and sometimes I'd go into New York City with him to go for, for a session with him that he'd record or being invited down to play with some of the guys in his basement. So that was quite an honor. It sounds like he was an important influence in your music and your life. Yeah, he was. Are there other things that inspired you and influenced you in your music? Uh, I did a lot of heavy listening around that time, too. I think I listened to music the most back then, you know, with headphones on and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. listening for hours at a time. I don't really do that now. I listen, but not as intensely as then because I was really trying to absorb the sound. I see. And the vocabulary. So let's move a little bit to present moment. What, What gets you today? What gets you the most inspired musically? Me to play? Yeah, to play. Well, I've been doing a gig like every two months with with, uh, friends of mine who most played on the CD as well. Dave Anderson on bass, Robert Aries on keyboard, and Tiger McNeil on drums. So they are such a pleasure to work with. And we just kind of wing it, but the communication is so much fun. It's effortless usually, and everybody listens so intensely. That's a big differentiating factor about some musicians who may not listen as much as they play. Now, you play many different styles, you know, everything from country to rock. Now, this particular uh, expression you would call contemporary jazz? Well, we do some sta- some standards as well, mm-hmm. jazz standards. We do some funkish kind of things. And, and Tim, do- what's your favorite? 
Uh, it doesn't matter. With, if I'm playing with people like that, it's all the same kind of intensity. Okay, so I like, this, since I never was really into sports, music is like my sport. So when I play with a good rhythm section like that, there, it's really like being on a team. Right, 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 right. And that's on the playing side. Now, how about the listening side? What do you listen to? PKN. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's, well, that's a good answer. Really do. It's, it's on my dial. I've always listened to that, that and SHU, you know, so that's all I really listen to. Uh, I'll go down the YouTube rabbit hole sometimes. Yep, yep. Like if I have to learn some tunes for a gig, usually someone will send me a link on YouTube and go down the rabbit hole. I'll try to listen to a couple different versions of each song to try to soak it up. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, please tell us a little bit about your teaching because you, you'll actually um, you're, you'll be remote. You'll drive to a, a student's home. You also do it online. Tell, tell us a little right. bit about that. Not too much online. That didn't really pan out that well for me. I, I have a couple Zoom students, but I usually go to their house. A couple of people come over. And uh, I also work at a place in Bridgeport that's a wonderful place called Life Bridge. It's for urban inner city kids. It's an after school program. And there's martial arts, there's robotics, there's tutoring, and there's music. There's now, drums. Do you teach you know, beginners, intermediate, advanced alike? They're all very beginners there. They don't usually even own an instrument. But even in your private practice, in oh, other yeah. words, if you're, if you're a listener who's driving down 95 right now, and you actually said to yourself, you know, I want to take up guitar. I got this old dusty guitar, um, and I really want to take a couple lessons. You, you can work with somebody oh, like sure. that, maybe somebody who played a little bit of, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, uh, as well as even advanced players that want to, like you say, learn how to play through chord changes. Yeah, correct. Sure. It must be very gratifying to be able to work with someone who may not have much experience with music and really turn them on to something exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. So that's yeah. kind of the gem. Those are the golden moments, really, when someone's eyes open up or you can yeah. see that they're into it. Yes. So we really enjoyed listening in a moment ago to Sneaky from your Big Water Little Boat album. Uh, any other projects that you have coming up that listeners should know about? Um, well, whatever I kind of got going, I usually put on my website, Tim DeHuff Music, timdehuff.com. I mean. Okay. And uh, so that's good. L- listeners can find you on via your website. Yes. Uh, Tim DeHuff, D-E-H-U-F-F.com. And uh, any, do you do anything on social media? Uh, I have uh, someone uh, run a website for me. I don't really do it. I'm mm-hmm. not really that into no, social media. So, okay, good. Well, um, you're you focusing know, on the music. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now, Tim does have his wonderful uh, Stratocaster, Roger Sadowski made, uh, uh, around his neck. And uh, I asked him if he, we could perform a song live here right in the studio. So we are, with no further going to do, going to perform for you uh, a little bit of a standard called Softly as a Morning Sunrise. One, two, three. Softly as a 
yeah. Ooh, Tim DeHuff. That was uh, softly as a morning sunrise. We will be right back with News of the Benevolent. News of the Benevolent is an almost copyrighted feature of this program that spotlights causes and happenings in our community toward making the world a better place. The information is gathered by our friends at Fairfield County's Community Foundation, FCCF, which is where the Band Central Fund is located. Dateline, Norwalk, Connecticut. Fairfield County's Giving Day is back for its ninth year on February 24th. This 24-hour online fundraising drive, powered by Fairfield County's Community Foundation, along with champion sponsor Bank of America, encourages community members and businesses to come together to support Fairfield County nonprofits. Check this out. Since 2014, Fairfield County's Giving Day has raised more than $11.5 million. Rob, you got to say that again. $11.5 million million for Fairfield County nonprofits. Okay, that's something to clap about. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's through contributions of thousands of donors who come together each year to support these local causes. For as little as $10, you can support nonprofits that are providing food and shelter to those in need, offer opportunities. Opportunities for youth, support for the elderly, so much more. So if you're a nonprofit, you can register and find all the tools you need to raise money at fcgives.org. fcgives.org. If you're a nonprofit, you are also eligible for a special prize to receive a grant from Band Central. So get into that raffle because we'll work with you on a fundraising event. If you're a community member, just a listener, and you want to learn more and give back, you know, visit fcgives.org and you can explore all this. Sounds pretty good. Dateline, Norwalk, Connecticut. Another event called How We Give Now. You know, we all give in so many ways. Sometimes it's money, it's time, it's increasingly it's our digital data. But we, we you know, we help our neighbors and extended kin. Um, you know, we use we, we sometimes contribute to crowdfunding platforms. And even even the consumer choices we make um, are all impacting change. So some of what we do is giving money to tax exempt nonprofits. But that's only one of the choices we make in what's called the giving scape. So you can meet Lucy Bernholtz, who is the author of How We Give Now, a philanthropic guide for the rest of us. And she's going to be joining Fairfield County's Community Foundation to talk about the ways we can give to make the world a better place and you know what it means for nonprofits. So I want to invite you to check that out. It's, a, it's an online Zoom session. It's free. And it's January 25th at 10 a.m. How We Give Now, January 25th at 10 a.m. For information, you can contact Karen Brown at kbrown at fccfoundation.org. kbrown at fccfoundation.org. Joining us now is a special guest, Lorraine Gibbons from the Cardinal Sheehan Center and the McGivney Center. Now, Lorraine grew up in a poor family that had six kids who slept in one bedroom. I just want to give you some of this background so you know who you're listening to. Her mother didn't have a high school diploma, and her father was a tailor who learned the trade from his uncle. Many nights, long after the children had gone to bed, he was still sewing at his shop in Jamaica to provide for his family. And her mom always told Lorraine and the children that education is the gateway out of poverty. So her parents gave them the encouragement and hope, and five of the children went to college and four of them earned master's degrees. That's, that's some mother influence, huh? Lorraine received a bachelor's degree in biology from Rhode Island College, an MBA from University of New Haven, and she's held a variety of positions in the you know, nonprofit, profit, public, and private sectors before she became director of development in she, at the, at the uh, Sheehan Center. She was the manager of corporate relations Uh, an assistant corporate secretary for Aquarian Water, which we all know so well. Uh, Today, Lorraine is executive director of the Cardinal Sheehan Center and the McGivney Community Center and has the same hopes that were inspired by her mother for the young people she serves. 
Let me just tell you a little bit about Cardinal Sheehan because they're celebrating their 60th anniversary. They have basically served the recreational, educational, and social needs of moderate and low-income families and young people in lower Fairfield County you know, particularly inner city Bridgeport for 60 years, the, the, the mission, the center of the, the center's mission, which is at the center of the mission, mm-hmm. say that five times fast, is enriching lives, lives through learning. And it's accomplished by after school programs, Saturday youth development programs, a summer day camp, these basketball leagues, sign up programs. And they also provide phys ed uh, classes to elementary schools that, that can't provide that themselves. So the center is really committed to offering a clean, safe environment where where, you know, you can have these positive growth and enha- enhancing opportunities for 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 young young kids. So welcome, Lorraine. I, I just wanted to give that appropriate introduction. And it is such a pleasure to meet you live and in person. We've talked on the phone several times, but it's great to see you here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, and nice to meet you in person as well, Paula. And can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, I gave that background, but tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of how you evolved to where you are today. Wow, you know, that's such a humbling, my background is really humbling. And, you know, I stand on the the, the advice of my mom, especially, who instilled at me, to me rather, at a very early age that education is the key. And so, you know, you've said a lot. My story is very powerful and unique in that, you know, what's missing out of that, Rob, is that my first job out of high school, I was a maid. And so a maid, that's right, M-A-I-D. So I would work at a motel and that money afforded me the opportunity to pay for my books when I went to college and for clothing. And that's what my mom told me. She says, so when I look at work and work ethic, no job is too low, no job is too high for me to, to perform. It's, my mom has always said, whatever you do, do the best. Yes, that the is so best true. possible job that you so can do. So true. And you can learn so much from any job and it gives anyone confidence to move forward and do well. And it's great that you took that advice from your mom and look where you are today. It's Absolutely. amazing and inspiring. I've actually got goosebumps right oh now. Oh my gosh. You know, but I stand on the shoulder of so many people who helped me to get where I am today. So that's, that's, that's really great. And, and so talk a little bit about it's the 60th anniversary of Cardinal Sheehan. And we're also talking about the McGivney center, which I believe is also celebrating an anniversary right. this year. You know, you've had to pivot how you operate here. Uh, and, and, and so what are, what are some of the things going on that you're, you know, you want to talk about? Oh my God. I'm so excited to share that, you know, especially in 2020 during the onset of COVID, we interviewed our families. We found out that what their needs were. Mm-hmm. And so one of the big thing was we don't have Wi-Fi, So we actually converted some of our park school buses into mobile hotspots. So we partnered with organizations, a corporation to get Wi-Fi ready on our buses, and we were able to take those out into strategic areas um, within Bridgeport. So whoever needed Wi-Fi could pull up to our school buses and be able to get their homework done. Uh, We also ran a free food program for our families, a hot dinner program, six weeks. And so that was on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and Friday nights where our families would be able to eat, enjoy hot meal. We also actually provided summer day camp. We took a risk, um, but we did. At the very beginning of, uh, of COVID, we were able to hold a small summer day camp program because we heard about the needs that families wanted to get back to work, and they had no place for their kids. They wanted to know now, oh, my God, how do we pivot in terms of providing these programs for our kids being home all day long? Oh, it sounds like you really gave a lot of joy and help during this period. We actually did. And then we also converted the Sheehan Center in particular into a school. Wow. So at 7.30 a.m. in the mornings when kids were home learning this new way of really educating, of education rather. So we functioned as a school. We hired teachers. And so at 7.30 a.m. in the morning, the Sheehan Center was open. We were able to teach our kids, you know, the uh, as if they were in school in person. And that we were able to provide them with lunch you know, the, the kitchen, um, actually the nutrition center for the city of Bridgeport. And so we really pivoted. Uh, one of the exciting things that we have going on now at the McGivney Community Center is a financial literacy program for our young people. 
And so that's exciting. They're learning about money management, savings, investing. Critical skills. Critical skills that is so But sometimes needed. overlooked. Very much so, especially with our young people. At the Sheehan Center, we started a skilled trades program for middle school students. These are sixth through eighth graders, teaching them about various career pathways in the trades. As you heard earlier, my father was a tailor. Mm-hmm. And so you know that there's some profession that's really kind of, it's going to be a struggle for us to really find employment or, you know, um, to provide these opportunities for young people. But you want to open those doors, even if it's just to explain what those opportunities are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we do know that, you know, as much as we preach college, which I was a beneficiary of. It's not um, for everybody, right? It's not for everyone. And so we really, as you heard, our mission at the Sheehan Center is enriching lives through learning. The McGivney Center is mission is similar to the same to provide stimulating and enriching programs that really foster (laughs) academic success and self self esteem. Yeah. And so we really want to make sure that we are really targeting and really opening our doors to educating kids and to meet them where they are. Yeah, you're almost talking about learning skills and crafts, you know, whether it's uh, tailoring or roofing or something, um, and that you'll eventually maybe pass the baton to a community college where if they have an interest, they'll go to community college. Absolutely. And and then then we really, then we're breaking the cycle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk a little bit. How can listeners get involved with the Cardinal Sheehan Center? Oh, my God. So, number one, our website, www.sheehancenter.org. That's S-H-E-H-E-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.org. And then the McGivney Community Center as well, .org. Um, our phone number is 203-336-4468. is the Sheehan Center. And, of course, my email, L Gibbons. That's L-G-I-B-B-O-N-S at sheehancenter.org. And, Rob, you mentioned how can they become involved. But, Lorraine, what is it that you're in need of now oh my gosh and so we're always in need of supplies whether it's basketball supplies um one of our big thing in terms of our vision is that we really do need a school bus our school bus it's really the larger bus is really on its last leg and so we're trying to raise money for that and i know that you know uh rob you mentioned that this year's our 60th anniversary here we're hoping to partner with band central as we've done in the past before in terms of providing live music and uh, opportunities where individuals could come and get to experience some of and to hear about the wonderful work of the Sheehan Center and the McGivney Community Center as well. But that's one of the big push that we're making right now. And as well as our programs, we really want to make sure that we have partners that's going to really help the organization as well as we, you know, reach out and teach our kids as well. Well, so if we have great. any listeners out there who have a school bus, please donate it. But I'm not sure we do, but um, I'm sure they can donate some some funds to the center with those addresses that you provided earlier. And as you say, more to come on an upcoming event where Band Central will be partnering with the Cardinal Sheehan Center uh, on an event, um, details to be announced. But we do have an event coming up on February 5th, which is a Saturday night called Casino Night at the Longshore in Westport. Um, that Tickets are available for that. Why don't you tell a little bit about that, Lorraine? Yes, and that event actually helps us to raise money for our after-school and Saturday program. We're actually honoring the Worth Family Foundation um, and with regards to that particular event. But, you know, tickets are available at SheanCenter.org, or they can contact the center at 203-336-4468. There you'll also hear an inspirational story by someone who grew up at the Sheehan Center, whose life has been impacted by the center, and whose daughter is now a, a participant at the Sheehan Center. I, so I love those stories. Those are the best. Those are so tear-jerking that, stories. Yes, yes, they're you know, heartwarming. I, I have one more question I want to ask you. Sure. So, um, as a Jamaican woman and a black woman, mm-hmm. um, next month starts the beginning of Black History Month, which doesn't mean we need to celebrate it for only a month. That's right. <laughs> um, but well, what does Black History Month mean to you? We, we're taking Black History Month um, as a as a, a platform to really make the community more aware of what's going on in our, our community here, here at PKN. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, if you go to WPKN.org, our website, you can see all the things we're doing. There's something like 50 different events that go in the month of February that Steve mentioned. That's awesome. But please, as a first hand, what what does the month mean to you? You know, for me, um, it really highlights the accomplishments 
that African-American has made. And actually, and at the same time to really celebrate them and to actually, too, sometimes it's really the painful past as well, you know, and to see how barriers, what barriers existed in the past and how these individuals were able to overcome those barriers. So I think it's important to actually keep that fresh. And, you know, one month doesn't really do it justice, but it's important to actually share those beautiful experiences. And for me, as a Jamaican who, you know, left Jamaica to take advantage of this wonderful country um, and, you know, and, and its benefits, it's an opportunity for me to really share that with our young people and to be a role model for our young people, both at the Sheehan Center, the McGivney Center, and really all over. I love that positive perspective. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lorraine Gibbons from the Cardinal Sheehan Center and the McGivney Center. Once again, please just give the website information for uh, these vent- these locations so that people can contact you if they want. And let's get that school bus. That, let's get that school bus. So it's Cardinal Sheehan Center. The website is www.sheehancenter.org. So S-H-E-H-A-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.org. Now, for something a little different, I'm excited to share with you my new release called The Story Never Ends. Please enjoy. My friend's story never ends. Dream of a bus, the lime rock playing with friends. The talk is full of rolling rock was easy to do all over again. Circle never be broken. Will you slide on through my hands? Will the broken never be a circle? Back where it all began. Story never ends, my friends. Story never ends, my friends. I guess it all garage was the best we had close to three corners Sally had the cookies Buchanan brought the tears If the Messiah comes we will be here and if not we'll also be here Our childhood days Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the story uh, Never Ends by yours truly, Rob Freed, about basically about the great joy of meaningful relationships in our life. And uh, boy, we're coming to the closing part of our show here. Uh, If you want to email me, you can do that at refried at optonline.net. You can go to the experiencebandcentral.com website to sign up for our newsletter, to get a playlist to our show. Uh, why? What, what were some of the highlights of the show for you guys today? Well, I'll jump in. 
I loved being here. For me, this was so exciting to see the new studio. I cannot wait, Steve, to tell my boys they're, they are um, listeners of WPKN. And when I tell them I actually came in here and I was actually on the air, they're going to be able I'm going to be super mom. You guys wouldn't know. You, you wouldn't know that Paula's an introvert, would you? <laughs> but also, Rob, I just wanted to say I am loving that song. Not just the, the meaning behind it, but just the tune. It just puts me in a good, calm positive place so thank you oh thank you and i just said i need to have that song in my playing in my office okay we, so can, awesome. we can we yeah. can do that we and can. really do thank you so much though for the opportunity to 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 share the story of the sheehan center and and the mcgivney center um and actually to see your new space i love it i'm thinking about now how else we could partner with you all in terms of really you know event planning and just to to see how else we could get the word out Great, great. And, you you know, it's really important to remember the soundboard at the Bijou Theater is connected right directly to WPKN. So there are some tremendous capabilities to have an event at the Bijou that can also potentially have portions of it broadcast. I love that. Yeah, um, there's so many, there's so many awesome. connections here. Rob, you, you opened the show talking about connections and the importance not only with our listeners, but just the, the vibe that we've got going here with the connections between the four of us, the connections with the Bijou, the connections with our, our listeners. It, it's all good. Steve, how about you? How was the show for you? Well, I'm going to jump on this microphone because I've had problems there. I probably sound oh, good for the first time, right? You've got a great face uh, for radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, it was a great show once again. It's nice to have a few uh, members of the community here in the studio. So thanks, thanks all for coming. And Cardinal Sheehan, just great, great work. Thank you. And Band Central, great, great work as well. Thanks. So I want to say thank you to our guests, Tim DeHuff, guitarist, and Lorraine Gibbons, um, to General Manager Steve DeCostanza for his great work, and also to the Band Central team of Audrey Neforis, Paula Murphy, and Andy Caddison. Our next show.